Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Sean Decker, and I'd like you to hear something. Iceland by Living Conditions, off their album Vows, which we released here on Middleman Records earlier this year. This episode is a special 2021 year-end recap where I talk with my friend Adam Brock Cerisi about a lot of albums that we enjoyed and how we feel about the state of making music over the course of the last year. I, I feel like this year there was a lot of music that was released and it wasn't just like in the genre that we find ourselves like screamo hardcore punk whatever emo stuff um but it's like lots of music of genres and as and it felt like two things one i feel like a lot of the releases that came out were all of like pretty good caliber like a lot of the music i've like the bands that I look forward to uh, hearing new music from is like all done a pretty good job. And so that would kind of lead me to think that there has been a lot of time for people to like uh, the ability for people to spend more time with their art, with their music and developing songs out. And I think because we've been in such a dire place, but having more time in our hands, at least like last year and you know, before that, I think maybe allowed people to be a bit more introspective and be a bit more intentional about what they're putting out and saying and so forth. That would be my sense, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, um, I feel like, you know, the, the, um, accessibility of like, be, um, home recording, being able to record, you know, yourself mm-hmm. and, um, and the amount of free time that people may or may not have, you know, gained over the past, um, couple years has certainly like led to, you know, a, a lot of, um, a lot of projects that, you know, people wouldn't have had time for before. Totally. And, um, I, I can always pretty much only see that as a good thing. Um, but like it, it's, uh, sometimes, you know, it, it's, um, it's difficult to see what people's in, intentions are, um, mm-hmm. behind all of the different projects, you know, like, um, I feel like sometimes you can get a real sense of the band and like their aim, um, based on uh, a lot of factors, I guess, you know, like they're yeah. a, a lot of um, sort of superficial factors even, but I don't mean that in a um, de- derogatory like a way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like like their their artwork, their merch artwork, their um, their band aesthetic, you know, this can all in, inform your uh, perception of what 
that their art means to them, you know, whereas like, right. I'm in a lot of projects that's, that are just like, um, I just wanted to make a cool record with my friends. And so there isn't this follow up like that. And so it's like, what kind of impression does that leave? Does it leave an impression that like, I am not just as passionate about those kinds of projects as, as others. And, um, I certainly never try to take that, um, impression away from someone who just released this, you know, uh, like four song thing that they worked on for like a month. You know what I mean? Because like it came from somewhere. So, right. You know, I never want to. Yeah, totally. And I mean, and you know, it's interesting you say it because like I'm of the mindset, you know, as being an artist, visual artist, musician, like I try to give credit to like, I mean, just, just the fact that anyone takes the time and finds the gall to express themselves and, and release it to the world. Like, you know, the majority of time, I just think that's even commendable, mm-hmm. but like I can see the sort of pitfall of being like, well, I have the time, so I'm just going to do this thing. And it's like, you know, someone might have money and they could like go spend a couple grand and have like a viable recording studio and have zero experience like within a community like all the years it takes to like build up your craft and like do it live and do it around people with other bands and that kind of stuff like maybe that's what you're getting at a little bit and like well i i wonder well i don't mean um i don't mean to look at either scenario as like superior to the other you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think that yeah, it's an interesting equalizing to it almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, if anything, the, um, accessibility to home recording, not only like lends itself to uh, a more wide range of expression that even like an artist who, who might be prolific otherwise, like, isn't gonna, they're going to have like their main thing and they're going to stick to that. Whereas like with this time and this accessibility to like these, uh, you know, to be able to record at home and, and stuff like that, they're, they're just like, well, you know, I was never in a band like that. And so I'd like to do that. I mean, I, that's right. certainly the case with me. And, and, uh, actually I think that's the case with, um, a lot of my friends that are involved in this kind of stuff, but, totally. um, yeah, I th- um, so uh, the roundabout way of, of answering the question was, I think that that can be a, a helpful, like, um, tool to, uh, like take, take what someone might perceive as like a gatekeeping element out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Totally. Like, um, how, like, how do I, like you said, you know, a lot of times we, it's like we get involved in these social networks like in in real life and you know online um to w- find a way to interject ourselves into the conversation you know around music and um and like the right uh scene as it were but um like uh and you know a lot of people sort of online or whatever may may they may like sort of lurk until they feel like they're cool enough or know enough, you know, or whatever. Right. Or, right. or it can just be like, 
uh, well, I always listen to this stuff and I made this EP and um, I'll, I'll, I'll be vulnerable and, and put it out there and see what people right. think. And um, yeah, I think I've seen it. Actually, I feel like I've seen a lot of that in the last couple of years, like where, where I'm like, um, you know, people that I don't know from these, um, these, uh, these groups, you know, or from like circles of friends that I know in real life will, will interject like that. They, they just made this thing and they, they've, they've come by this online groups like music recommendations and they just made this thing. And it's kind of weird because sometimes like I think that I see these same online groups that are very welcome, welcoming to a lot of people like don't know, like they, I don't know if there's a cool factor involved in not like not encouraging like the new person who maybe doesn't like live up to a lot of mm. uh, other other folks like musical standards in their opinion you know what i mean right but, like yeah yeah i i think that you know hopefully it's like i was saying it's like this is um that can be like a way uh for people to um break break the ice or to just like um mm -hmm. uh, if they thought like they weren't good at something, so they never hit up like other people in in real life to try a project or whatever. Then they just start like doing stuff on their own, and then people, you know, become acquainted with like like minded individuals. And I right, mean, right. That's ultimately all we're really trying to do in the end, anyway, right? So yeah, it's about yeah. self expression and and connecting with each other. And it's interesting thinking about that because there's like. <clears throat> two aspects that are very um that are very uh like prominent in the last couple of years like in, in this context which i think like one is that a beautiful thing about bands is the collaborative element and like the group dynamic mm -hmm. and how we don't like get that in many other places like being a visual artist you know i mean i see collaboration as much as i can like We've spoken about, about it before with like making painting murals and public art for myself here in Portland. Like most of that is to like be able to collaborate with like community members and other artists, uh, neighborhoods, histories, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, and in groups, it's like, you know, you have a band of like three to, I don't know, seven, eight people or something and anywhere in between. Um, and it's kind of brilliant when you have a bunch of people who are like minded and also have different minds create an entity and um and so like that's interesting because some of that has been sucked out of the experience of some of the music especially finding out how many albums have been like partially or fully remotely done like mm -hmm. in people's personal studios now and that kind of thing mm -hmm. um but i don't think there's like a devaluing devaluing that like i think it's an interesting new sort of epoch within music and also simultaneously like i remember you might remember this too um because we're similar ages <laughs> um do you remember when like uh after kurt cobain died and like soon after there was people started catching wind that was like dave grohl is putting out a project and he, it's all him and he like recorded all himself 
like the drums, the guitar, folk, you know, everything. Uh-huh. And that for me is like, and I was, you know, a kid in, you know, like middle school, or I think it was. And that blew my mind. I was like, how the fuck does someone do that? Like, yeah. how do you, how do you just do that? But I mean, meanwhile, like my, you know, like last year I've been in the studio, my studio, which is like below my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> recording literally albums worth of music doing that. And so it's cool that we're here now, but like, you know, I remember in the nineties being like, no way, like someone can do that. And then like have it ripped too. Like I still kind of am a fan of that first Foo Fighters album, like only that album. And, um, but now it's like so normal. Like I was like, uh, you know, I've been, I've been into like that glitterer album and it's like, that's kind of the case for that, for that album. And like, and a lot of other albums I really like. And, And so it's interesting because like sometimes, you know, I think what makes a good band sometimes is like also it's like the ability for group dynamic to be fluid, but also for someone to really have a good direction of leading, not a leader, because I don't believe in, you know, no gods, no masters kind of thing. But I do believe that it's like it's important to have like positions in a band and usually like I remember hearing an interview once with like a. Barry from um, Joyce Manor talking about how he he felt it's important that like someone usually is like more of the like lead of a band and that was kind of his place and I mean honestly a lot of Joyce Manor stuff is impressive and I think it really like reflects that you know Uh Um, and I know that you're probably like that too in your bands Uh, some of them I'm I'm sure Um, and and so I think it's interesting that it's like when you like remove that and then it's more about the one person who can kind of just do it themselves. Like I feel like you, it's an opportunity to like get even further insight into their sort of like artistic process and like them as an artist, period, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it's really cool because in this like time where we have like minimal social connections with each other and if it's most of it's conducted like virtually, um, to then get further, you know, to, to hear further into people as artists is, it's kind of a, it's cool, cool opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's really interesting. One thing I was thinking about, like, you know, when we were talking about the perspectives of like IRL band versus like a, a recording that comes together, you know, remotely is, um, mm-hmm. you know, the last couple of, Coma Regalia LPs, well, the last one and the one that's not out yet, um, were, uh, so it's, it, it, it will essentially have been, it'll be, it'll have been the same, uh, three of us on the two LPs and, yeah. um, and the material being different is sort of, uh, not really the point, um, that I'm trying to get out here, but the first one we recorded, like, uh, we, well, Jason did the drums, but, um, the drums were just based on like loose ideas. And the second one, we actually recorded the, um, the drums like to the guitars. So, oh yeah. Um, which is challenging sometimes. Yeah. It's this, it's this, um, it's this weird thing where, um, when I'm going back later and there's these scratch guitars there, uh, but I'm recording the real guitars, <laughs> like real, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> the, the real thing. Yes. Um, it's, um, it's interesting because I found myself much less, uh, 
willing to break that mold, uh, must much less willing to go off script. And um, right, right. Whereas before, like, I, I mean, I probably rewrote the same songs like several times until they right. were almost really something quite different. In this case, um, things were much more dialed in. And, um, so it, it's, uh, I think it's interesting just how the two experiences, and this wasn't, this isn't a, a whole band scenario, but I think it's interesting how the two experiences lend themselves to different aspects of creativity where it's just like, um, if I feel like, you know, say in the instance of Marked where it was like, I feel, I felt like, even though like we, you know, if anybody's familiar with like comics at all, there's this term that they used to use called Marvel style where the, uh, where the writer would just tell the artist what happened. And then they would mm -hmm. just like, they would just draw 30 pages based on just like this loose story. Well, that's kind of how marked was. It was just like, okay, oh, like let's, Kind of like how you did uh, when we when you called us when we were doing um, sympathetic nerves and we yeah. and we did the Durasane and you were just like okay now now make something that's like beat down like this or like whatever <laughs> and, and I'm just yeah. like telling Dylan I'm like okay so now Adam says like let's try something like this yeah. so that was essentially how marked was it as as well and um, yeah. and then going to this other thing. Uh, which was a much more like we sat there and we did the drum takes like several times, like to right, right. make everything like gel. Um, it's like just such a different part. Uh, I feel like of your, you know, of your creative brain between like saying sort of in one case, like, I'm going to construct this thing to make this like uh music follow this these these patterns or these rhythms versus we have to get these rhythms to follow these patterns. Right, it's, right, totally. And it's like yeah. as a person that can do either thing, it's um it it's like, you know, I, I do one thing better than the other, I think, but like, um, it's, um, it's weird how different they both feel. Cause it, it hopefully ends in similar results, but comes from very different right. places. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. Um, I agree. But, um, yeah, all that said, uh, you know, we, we were planning on talking about some records and not just yeah. like, uh, had the different ways that they came about. Um, yeah. now I had another chat with, uh, Seth, um, Seth Babb from Funeral Diner, Lacrima, oh, cool. et cetera. Uh, and what I did in that chat was I talked about, uh, more of like the scene that we're more familiar with. I talked about those records. So what I'm going to talk about this time mm -hmm. is more, um, is some records that, some of mine are records I haven't spent as much time with, but I was excited about this band and what they might mean like going forward yeah. and just 
just being excited about seeing where a band is going to go. Also, some of the ones that I'm going to talk about are bands that have been around for a long time that I uh, didn't, it's not that I wrote them off or it's not that like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, but it's like they put out something this year that I either didn't know was coming or was really impressed by. Um, Yeah. And then also, uh, this time I'm going to go ahead and mention, you know, a few of the favorite releases that I got to put out this year. Um, So, you know, none of this is in any kind of order or anything, just talking about records that we like. initially meet i you know like made a list just so i could make sure that i would like remember uh-huh. uh and but one without looking at that list that comes to mind is the armed oh uh, yeah yeah i feel like that new album the ultra pop just like still keeps blowing me away uh and and it's funny because a lot of what we're talking about right now is like I've recently read an interview with them because I'm just like, I'm just blown away that they're this collective of people that are like fairly anonymous and also like they have just an aesthetic that it is nothing else. Like no other band has really had this aesthetic that they have, which is like a circling group of people. Some are a little bit more like, uh, you know, um, central or central and then the others are just kind of keep coming and going but that it is extremely collaborative no matter what and uh and that they just have this like mind-blowing like surreal kind of aesthetic especially in their like performances and and all that um and i just i don't know something about their album and their songwriting uh just really kind of keeps i just keep coming back to that album a lot yeah, I mean, I know that it was like a, it, I mean, it was a favorite of like so many people that I know and like respect totally. the musical opinions of. I it didn't click with me. I I really was kind of like, and I and I admit I I listened to a few songs like very intently, trying to like really get it, and then kind of zoned out. So maybe a more uh, devoted listen would shine a light on this but i was really just like i don't hear all these people like i don't hear it's pretty weird I, I, and that's and that's what i think is so impressive about it 
And that's what I think is impressive about their intention is that um, it's meant to feel like a singular entity is almost like you don't know at all who's involved. And it, and, and it kind of takes you like I was reading this interview, which was pretty funny. And like a lot of it is tongue in cheek. But, um, you know, he was mentioning the, the, the person I don't remember the guy's name. Um, something green and I don't even know like how prominent this person is in like their performances or whatever but it's just like they don't want they they said if you I mean it was a pretty like it was a pretty cheeky thing that they said but it was like they when you think of the armed and what you're into like if you're if you're really like the arm then it would be like you really like yourself you're really in like they, they want people to see themselves in it almost and like not imagine like Oh, it's these people, and I want to like be, I want to like find out. Like you know, I, it, it still blows me away that I'm like Ben Collar is in it. Uh, yeah, and I'm like I don't know where, <laughs> like I don't know where on the album is his drumming. Right. Um, but that's kind of cool because then it could be like any one of the songs is any one person, but you can't really pick it out. And I think that's what's really intriguing to me as someone who's like interested in collab, like collaborations and collaborative art. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think something that like really sort sort of, um, like sealed it for me is like finding some of the more recent performances they did, which are like definitely produced. Like there's definitely an impressive production to it, but knowing what they've done with that the access to the production to me is just like it almost has come off better watching these live videos that they've recently done than it is like they did one for like adult swim fest or something i I encourage you to watch that and anyone who hears this to watch it because it was just like i watched it like six times in a row and just being like how the how do these people do this i can't like (laughs) and it's weird too because it almost has like this there's like a lot of guys in it or at least look like guys who are ripped and like not wearing much clothing yeah, that's what but i was that's gonna like, say it's like they're all yeah, but, supermodels like right the totally but, that, but the thing <laughs> but the thing is is that what what the guy in the interview that they're claiming is that it's like that's actually intentional they're not necessarily like the musicians you hear on the record they want to they want the armed to look like this super group that's ready to eat anyone and take on the world like they're like like if, like it's it's like basically their idea is like challenging and dismantling the pop industry, and what I think is fascinating because it's like they're trying to use that aesthetic, but then uh, like be subversive, like almost like a sort of like cultural like a culture jamming kind of approach, which is always challenging, you know. Like so, like most of the time when people do that kind of stuff, I feel like it's never really received right at first, and it's later on in hindsight where people are like, whoa, that's sick, and. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, like subversive art is kind of challenging to me, especially when it tries to take on the aesthetic of the thing that they're subverting, you know? Yeah. Um, but I enjoy all that. I mean, it's, you know, I've like always been very inspired by like, you know, situationists and like that kind of radical art where it's like always very culture jammy and subversive. And so that's why I think that's why, like, that's one of my tops. But it's, I mean, it's, it, it's up there as far as just thinking about what I came to, like what I keep coming back to, but like, I think like another top for me um, was Hawak. Like that oh, yeah. album is just, and I've known them for a long time. Like we, I'm very fortunate to have like played a bunch of shows in Matsuri and like befriended them and got to spend time with them as people. Mm-hmm. And um, and I know not all the members are in Matsuri, but like for instance, like Tom is yeah, just yeah. like 
oh my gosh, so complete sweetheart. And like knowing how much of themselves they pour into their bands and that band. And like, um, just, I like, and I can't like, every time I listen to it, I'm just like moved deeply, you know? Yeah, we Seth and I chatted about that one for sure, and we we ba- cool. basically came to the conclusion that they're the future of screamo. I mean, I yes, it's like not. I don't feel like that's too uh, too bold of a statement, honestly. But um, yeah, um, yeah. No, but you know what's funny? Wait, I'm sorry. You continue. No, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like to so I totally. I see, I get the sentiment and I, and I agree. And, and also being able to have been shared with me some like new, new Hawak, it's like, damn, (laughs) they are (laughs) for sure. Like it's somehow even better than the other album. And it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Cause Um, like at this point, what you're hearing is like two years old, you know? Right. Cause all the the hook hangups in the, in the the release process. and, and And not to mention their process too, is even years and years for that album. Uh, I'm not even sure exactly if I said walk or something, something along those lines, Mm -hmm. but that album, I think like even took years. Right. And so, but the new, new from what I've heard so far, is just like incredible, but it's funny because like in it literally, I think this is perfect time to bring it up. Another album I really like is the Lacrima. And, and I have like the exact opposite feelings of it that it's like, that was the first time in a long time that an album like brought me back to what was so thrilling in the nineties. Like somehow like capturing that spirit in that album was just like, holy shit, like I love it. And that's another one up there for me, especially in this scene of music. Thank you. Yeah. We, um, I don't know how much we talked about that before, but, uh, I think that was a, that one was a lot of fun and, and for lots of reasons, but the, one of the biggest things, uh, with me and Chris, when we were writing that, um, that album is, um, is we were sending each other video snippets of parts. And so it really did feel as collaborative as you know one of one of those types of projects can be you know right. like we were you know we were sending each other like oh like what do you think about this and you know and th- how this goes with this and then you know at, at um one interesting thing that i know we haven't talked about which is there's a point in the album where um it's kind of like Chris had written like the bass line, not bass guitar, but like the bass line outlines Mm -hmm. for the first two songs and then uh, wrote half a song and was like, I don't know where to go from there. And I said, well, wouldn't this be fun if if I just take over there, write the last two, and then we just just, uh, go about like putting, you know, um, interweaving our parts and and um, so in the in the song line weight is actually when it comes to this dead stop and then the really fast jangly guitar comes on <laughs> that's sort of like oh cool the part where we and um, it's like passing a baton or yeah something. and we really <laughs> we really both were like that's the best song like why is that the best song and um, <laughs> yeah and it, it has like an organic movement to it yeah we re- and. Uh, yeah, we really uh, had a lot of fun doing that, and, and you know, sending sending each other uh, little videos. Chris would it, it'd be hilarious, like you know, Chris is Chris is playing the 
uh, guitar, and then the next thing you know, the phone is is bumped and it's it's aimed at the fan, you know, or whatever. And but <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm still hearing it. I'm still like feeling it. But uh, yeah, 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 that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so we were talking about like um, the future, like you know, for a second there when we were talking about Hawak and yeah. and um, and that brings me to like some uh some a couple of bands that like i recently only really just like kind of started getting into or found out about uh mm-hmm. these couple of bands are quite different from one another but um like i think it's really interesting the way that um bands like this are kind of taking these the their respective like subgenres of the genre or whatever in in um, mm-hmm. different ways and one of them is the uh band scowl have you have you heard oh of them? yeah yeah that yeah that's on my list fucking They're record great it how flowers grow is yeah so good it's it is just it's hard it's raw it's, it's so raw, raw like california <laughs> hardcore yeah and the vocals they just played here last night but like the whole covid thing kept me mm-hmm. not or yeah. not last night. They played here a couple nights ago, and I was so sad to not. Or no, it was last night. Yeah. Yeah, with like Zulu, I think maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh, I wish I was there because like uh, it, I, I can imagine how good it is live because it like that rawness is there. Like it feels mm-hmm. like what it's like to be in a band that you're excited about and you have a lot to say and you know how to say it, kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The bass is like super just like oomph just dirty sounding mm-hmm. and just pulverizing totally the guitars just like shred the drums are super solid and the vocals mm-hmm. have this delivery that is like it's so sharp and like biting it's like but it's like and it's crystal clear like yeah, yeah, yeah. i totally yeah. agree but it's like you hear the vocals in such a way that it's like yeah, like you that yeah, I guess like the the, the sharp and biting is perfect because it's like it feels like that's the intent and it gets and it comes across like in a way that's like it it like buries itself deep into you like it's so visceral yeah there's this real weird it's like the deliveries are like an attack that just stops with like a uh, you know and um yeah totally yeah i don't know i'm really really uh really like not only enjoy that album a lot but like just like looking forward to seeing like what happens i mean there's there's a ton of like really awesome like hardcore bands coming out of california right now and like you know oh yeah um, definitely yeah i'm just like really excited to see what happens with with that um another band that i just i just sort of like caught on to that i think people have been listening to for a while now um is uh the band um the band pink shift Oh yeah. Now that's like super catchy. It's like mm-hmm. it could be on Epitaph Records, you know, catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like I mean, I don't to me it came out of nowhere. I mean, I don't know these people, you know, and but I'm sure they've right. been doing what they're doing for like a long time. And it was just like this band that was like fully formed, you know. Yeah, it's quite, of, it's pretty pro. Yeah, and um yeah, it's it I think, like, um, I think they were kind of releasing, like, songs, like, 
one at a time. Not really a hundred percent, but that's the way it looked on their band camp. Um, yeah. And, um, and then, you know, they put out like the, I'm, I'm, I feel like it's longer than an EP, but I don't really like, I don't know if they consider it an LP, but, um, right. Yeah. I'm just like really interested to see where like a band like that, like goes mm -hmm. from, or if, or if they're just like I said, maybe they're just like, no, this is how it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's impressive. There's, like, I I spent some time with it, and some songs I'm just like, oh, these are like bangers. Like, yeah. there's some songs that are just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. These are like big songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and very. And the, the production was like, it was so. It was so slick, but it never, yeah, it never did that thing where sometimes where that it's like might, overly, yeah, 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 totally. You know, one one album that I feel that way, um, and I'm really excited for them. I don't know if you got into that, but Military Gun. Oh, um, actually, this is one of those bands that I've been meaning to check out forever. Um, oh my god, yeah, I'm my in love, I'm in love. Yeah, my <laughs> like, you know, my my buddy Adam released one of at least one of their things um on convulse records you know out of out of denver yeah yeah and uh and then they kind of just like sort of exploded you know um yeah it seems like it's been a pretty quick it seems like they exploded before they were because they like if, from what i can tell it's like two different eps they released and then this audio tree session that's like more like the audio tree session is like the album because it's where you can hear all their songs together as one rather than separate EPs. Mm -hmm. But I just like, ugh. I, 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 it's so to, the thing that I love about them is like musically, I feel like it's very, for one, it resonates with me because I feel like it's a lot of like what I've been trying to do in my own music lately, just musically. But then the vocals are a whole other thing. And it's like, it's like kind of DC, like older DC kind of styled vocals, but like kind of poetic and like, but furious, you know, in the, in his delivery. And I just like, I think it's so, I think it's a perfect mix of like more like pop sensibilities and the structuring of their songs and the kind of like riffage that they have. But then the vocals feel more hardcore and it's just like such a wonderful combination of styles and, um, I, 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 that album, I, I can't stop listening to as well. I definitely have to stop messing around and just like go check it out. I don't. Yeah, it's um, really good. The, e, the, the EP All Roads Lead to the Gun. It's there's like a few songs on there. I'm just like I hear it and I'm just like, am I gonna cry right now or like scream? Like I don't know which one. Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another album that I really enjoyed uh, this year was um, Do It with a Smile by Third Face. Like, oh that's, yeah that's i mean so good it's ju it's just it just feels like it, so it's 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 so it's like blistering sometimes yeah and then like just stomping other times mm -hmm. like it's so powerful and um totally like i don't like i i don't know any any of the folks from that band from other bands although i'm sure they've been in like other yeah. bands so it was really just it was like it just came out of nowhere to me and um like i was saying you know about like uh you know pink face it was like uh, which obviously completely different record but it just felt so it felt like a band that like 
had been trying to do what they're doing for a long time, but they just they mm-hmm. just did it. You know, they just yeah came out and did it. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's very it's very authentic and like ho- holistic. Like uh, holistic is in like it's just put together so well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just it's perfect. Like everything about yeah. it to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I there's ahead. like I'm trying. There's like a it's interesting. There's another. There, I I really I don't know if you into Kowloon Walled City much, but um, their most recent album that they just their most re- the album that they released this year, Peace Work. Like I've been a fan of that band for quite a while, and they have a lot of releases. And they're the kind of band like you can just you just put on the album and it just shreds. I mean, every album has like a few songs that are just like wow, you know, that just like so deeply moving and then the others that are just like this is great it's all the same vibe and aesthetic and i love it and i'm so glad they do it and their most recent album is just like impressive that it's still completely them but it's also like continually evolving without like some of the stuff almost gets in the territory it's like are they about to finally get cheesy and then they just don't and it's just a really interesting line that they tell but that that album piecework by kowloon wild city like kind of I feel like is a really impressive, just a uh, whole at like the same way I was saying the third phase, like really impressive the way like the whole album is put together and like mm. the, the overall vibe and intention from that. I really like that one a lot. That's awesome. Now, yeah. an album that I bet a lot of people would think is cheesy, but I don't is uh the new hawthorne heights album like i enjoyed that album so much (laughs) i haven't even tried (laughs) it's it's really wild like i i you know i am probably a bit biased because a good friend of mine is one of the guitar players and um yeah but i mean their last album like i definitely feel like i could tell which songs like my buddy had a bigger hand in than others, you know, and I enjoyed yeah. their last album, like fine. Um, but this cool. one, I really was like, wh- like, I really felt like they have a couple songs on there that are like as good as anything that people like fell in love with like 20 years ago or however long it was, you know, yeah. like, and it's really wild to me. Like the vocalist still, sounds like not i don't necessarily mean that he sounds the way he did 20 years ago but he still sounds like a 20 year old like he right, can, right. he can still sound like that like i can't sound yeah, I mean, like i did then in its own. yeah and it's just like it it's like like wow like how how did you do that but i mean i think the true like test of that is when i'm just like sitting around playing video games or whatever at some point and there's like no music on and my seven-year-old just starts singing one of the songs <laughs> i was like okay they still got it like nobody can yeah. deny that like uh but yeah um that 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 album's called the rain just follows me i i i really enjoy it it's definitely yeah i'm uh, gonna give it a shot i haven't i haven't heard it but i want to give it a shot especially if you if you give it a thumbs up, I'm definitely gonna go in with uh, with that. If you listen to it after you listen to the Third Face album, you're gonna feel weird about it, you know. But if you <laughs> if you but if you're like, I want to listen to an album that has kind of like it 
you know, like sad, like overtones, but like, I makes me feel good in a way. Like that's mm -hmm. the album, you know. It's like cool. It's you're gonna be like, oh, that's a part you can sing to. Um, yeah, yeah. Another album, you know, like, I don't know, this didn't necessarily surprise me that it was like really good, but I didn't know it was coming. And also there's, um, there's this weird story where, uh, when Coma Regalia played in Philly on one New Year's Eve a few years ago, uh, Ruben invited us to this other show that they were doing, like, and it had one of Walter Schreifel's bands on it. And we caught like we caught like part of it and and i was on the phone with my partner like at new at like 12 being <laughs> like and i'm like um yeah we just like you know we just played our show and we came over to this other show and we caught like a few songs of one of walter schreifel's new bands and it was so bad and blah 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 and <laughs> And it was this like psychedelic band, psychedelic rock like kind of band. I can't remember. They, I think they were called White Something. But anyway, um, <laughs> damn. Or uh, yeah. But um, anyway, like, and um, I like sort of just like turned around, like you know, just like I don't know. So I was looking for somebody or something. And Walter Schreifer was standing oh right behind me. <laughs> so, so. Like, well, Gorilla Biscuit still is the best band. Quicksand rules. <laughs> I swear. I was just like, well, there. Uh, I turned back around and I said, you know, to my partner, I said, well, there goes any chance of me ever doing a record with Walter Schreifels out yeah. the window. But um, but yeah, the new Quicksand album uh, is called Distant Population. It's so fucking good. Like, yeah, I don't, totally. I don't think it sounds like Quicksand. I think it sounds like Rival Schools. But like, yeah, that's fi I'm fine with that. You know, like I enjoy yeah. it a lot, and yeah, that, it's not enough of that. That sounds a that's, and it's like it's that this the 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 vocals and the like overall production and the songwriting like it really says a lot about an album when like the best song like or my favorite song on the album is like the lyrics are about like not being able to finish a book. You know, like you're like, you're like, what am, like, what, huh? You know, like, yeah. what? but it's like so that. good. You're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so you enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, and I haven't spent enough time with it, and I've been wanting to. Like when I realized that Stephen Brodsky was touring with them, I watched some of the videos just because you know I used like going up on the East Coast, uh, pretty close to Boston. Like I, you know, I got to catch the like, like when until your heart stops was released, and like when forever comes crashing was released, and Oceanic by ISIS and all that, and like I got to catch that scene, and like even though I don't really. No, I don't really listen to any later cave-in. I still hold, like, Until Your Heart Stops, Beyond Hypothermia, and then, yes. like, even Jupiter as, like, just, just, just amazing albums. And so I and I try to follow Stephen Brodsky when he does stuff, and I was like, wait, the, I don't know these songs, and these are good. And so I listened to it a little bit, and I was like, that was unexpected, for sure. I haven't gotten to, like, dive into, like you know, get get all the lyrics and stuff unlocked mm-hmm. yet, but, like, I my initial impression was not the way you said it like i wasn't expecting it at all Mm -hmm. for sure yeah there's um i'm trying to think uh trying to look through this list there's like i mean there's a lot of stuff i have that's like not so screamo based or or hardcore based punk or any of that stuff um that hit me the same way but there's like a one one album i want to point out which like they're i i um they're my good friends um but i'm still impressed with their release which is rainmaking Oh yeah, <clears throat> their EP, um, yeah. and I and I feel like I get to like share that you know for one like Carrie and Spring sh- you know had shared members with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sam played drums with us for a long time, um, and uh, and they're some of my closest friends. Love them dearly, and but also like Miller is one of the best guitarists I've like ever known in my life. Just like this crazy musical prodigy. And, um, and I've gone through a lot, you know, and it's amazing to like, know on a personal level, you know, a lot of times you hear bands and you don't know what they've gone through. You just hear their music and that's it. But it's pretty cool to know like how sincere the songs are. And also, I mean, it's interesting because it's like rainmaking. It's like this new band of people, but it's also just kind of like what, they've been doing for a long time with like sky above or below before and whatnot mm-hmm. um and so to me it's just kind of extension of that but it's also like i'm very impressed with where they're go where they went and where and where they're going i know that they're like working on new stuff um but i feel like that's an album that's worth mentioning too i know it's only an ep so i don't know if you can like throw eps out there or not in this combo oh, no, but I mean, you know we're just yeah we're throwing it all yeah out there. that one <laughs> that one is really really great i it very made me very happy to be like you know, my friends are releasing something that's just phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah it, and and on that like note, uh, I got to release some really great uh, records by my friends uh, this year. Um, I'll keep it yeah. brief, but uh, the closer within one oh, yeah. album was one of Very my good. favorites. Uh, I'm glad we got to be a part of that. Um, Snag Death Doula. Um, oh, just, so good too. Just yeah, I mean, just like perfect production for what that band is. Um, yeah, and I really appreciate I really appreciate the like um, the sort of aesthetic that they have, like lyrically, uh, especially. I remember when I first learned of Snag a few years ago, and I was like, very similar to what like Harry and Spring was trying to do, um, especially within some of the like the sort of uh, like 
I really appreciate a lot of their lyrics and like what they're singing about. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of bands kind of touch on that stuff, but it's a different thing when a band kind of takes it like on is like more in like a whole album. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of like in their whole band aesthetic period. And uh, yeah, and I feel like that both that and closer too. I'm just like, okay, they're just getting better. <laughs> they're yeah. like really honing in on what they're doing. And like, it's just sounding so good. Yeah, for sure. And then like, to contrast that, here are a couple bands that have been around a lot. Like I played with one of these bands like uh, probably nearly four years ago uh, mm-hmm. and and bands that have just like released like smaller things and finally putting out their first LPs. Uh, first is uh, Living Conditions um, from mm-hmm. Omaha. Um, now, some of them have been in bands since like the 90s or whatever, but um, their album Vows, like you can – you can tell some of them have been in bands since the nineties, you know, you're just like, yep, that's, that's the real, like, that's that real, like late nineties sound, uh, coming, coming straight through. And, um, and then the band to forget, uh, like their album was just released this, um, this month. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, that one let me is on my list too. That one, I immediately, I was like, very into it yeah we played with them a super long time ago and um yeah i don't i don't know you know sometimes it's just like people have all these different things going and obviously there's been no shows so it's kind of just like was this you know this wasn't a band that was necessarily on my radar um like uh, as still being a band and then they sent me that album i was just like holy shit um yeah this is fucking great and um yeah, I'm glad people finally get to hear that because we've, you know, been in the process of doing that one for quite a while now. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I, I yeah. immediately got into that one. Another one that came out just the other day, which already kind of hit hard, was um, that Newgrass oh, yeah. album. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. And I understand, again, like it's similarly, as I said, some other bands, like I know that it's like been in the works for years, but mm-hmm. like I immediately was just kind of blown away by some of it um this is really really interesting mute like the music is really interesting the compositions are just kind of mind-blowing yeah i actually just um had a chat with lucio i'm talking about that and um so oh cool anybody that's listening to this when this goes up will possibly have already listen to that chat because it's oh, going to come out cool. the Monday before this one does. Um, oh, cool. I'm looking forward to that but, one. But yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of, like, he talks a lot about um, his processes from the beginning of his, like, um, you know, musical journey until now. And it's it's really fascinating how uh, – how he got his start, you know, making music like that and stuff. Um, it's really, really one of the like more, um, unique experiences that I've heard of. Um, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that. Really great album. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah. Uh, that new failure album is really good. You know, uh, I, all right. So I've only I only listened to a couple of. So I, I mean, especially I've like, you know, been a Caven fan, and you know, I feel like Caven was the reason I ever got into. Fa- I mean, I knew of Failure, but right when I, I remember it was right after Until Your Heart Stops they released that album, 
uh, that EP and I had like them covering that song magnified. And I was like, this rips. And then I went and I was like, Oh, they just did like a perfect rendition of the failure song. And so I just like immediately fell in love with failure. Uh I remember seeing them several years ago and I was like, Oh my God, they still got it. And when I saw them release an album, I was like, I'm excited, but I'm nervous. And I like wished I hadn't gone into it nervous because I feel like the first song or two that I heard was a little bit underwhelming, but I keep hearing from people how much they like it. So I need to go back and listen to it because I I absolutely love that band. So I think if you thought it was good, I'm going to listen to it again without being nervous. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is one of these bands that like, you know, I'm not like a super fan of the band, but Jason is. And so Jason will be like, have you heard that new failure? And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot there was going to be one. And then I listen to it and I'm like, this is one of these bands that when I put them on, I'll listen to like all their albums for like a whole day. And then right, like, totally. And then I just won't listen to them for a long time. But it's like I genuinely enjoy it, and yeah. I and I'm glad that I don't like wear it out or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, I definitely have before. Fantastic Planet definitely needed to like take a break for me or me from <laughs> for a while, but I could come back to it now and appreciate. It. But yeah, I totally feel it because they're like. I'm trying to think. There's been some bands that I feel like I had that happen to me recently. Oh, that band Carson Wells. You ever listen to them? Oh yeah, yeah. I actually they didn't. They're, I don't even think they're together anymore. But like this year, I kind of just like came back to them, and and it's the kind of thing where as soon as I listened to like one, I think it was the last album they put out, and then I just couldn't stop listening to the earlier stuff too. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was just got attached. Where it's just like, yeah, I know what you mean. That like an album. You like crave your body. It's like you can't even explain it. It's like your body's like, I need more of this. And they have more material, so feed it to me. And you just like <laughs> go on a stint. Yeah, that's how I That's how I felt about uh, so, uh, some albums last year. Um, oh, God. Like, so I can't even remember. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of this band's name off the top of my head right now. But like the... Their album is called Paint My Memory, and they're from, like, the East Coast. Ah, oh, God, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's uh, like, it, it, it's like I listened to that for, like, s- just, like, so intently for so long, and, it, and I was just like, oh, I um, don't want to stop listening to this and, yeah. until yeah. I was like, okay, I need to stop listening to this. <laughs> um, but That's yeah, cool. um, love that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, uh, so I feel like you had the sort of like scene equivalent of the like album that was very hyped and people couldn't stop talking about it. And so now I'm gonna have the like um, pop music version of that, or or you know, whatever genre, genre you want to place. Is it Lil Nas X? It certainly is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a Montero. Yeah. It's so good. I could, I could <laughs> not stop listening to it. And like, I, and I was like, look, everybody knows how fucking good this record is. Like by now, you know, everybody knows. Um, yeah, of course. But yeah, I mean, I, I honestly still can't stop listening to it, but um, I know. And it's just everything about, about what, what is going on like 
this sort of like upheaval of the industry, the whole like, I don't know. I love, I love (laughs) so much how he can comment on his own, like he can comment on aspects of the record, like while he's making it. Totally. Yeah. like I love. Yeah, it's how, very. It's very. There's a lot of like very uh, aware, like very aware of what he's yeah. doing. Uh, yeah. And like how he can have a clip of someone talking about one of the songs on the album later on on the album, which is a commentary yeah. about like what people think of his success or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's really like you said, it's super aware. But it's also like that comes back to what I was saying about like the way albums are being recorded and the way songs are being released like in previous like conversations where it's like putting out singles like i think i'm not 100 percent sure but i think like you know in the past like bands wouldn't do singles necessarily until like and this is like a, a long time ago past probably but like yeah you know um they wouldn't do singles until the like uh, whole album was like in someone's hands, you know. And right, right. And they'd uh, they'd ship the LP to the, you know, DJs and and say, okay, this is the first single, and they'd play the singles and and um, and so it's such a neat like, very but very long, you know. We've obviously we're very long from those days, but this is such a neat, like natural, like decades long progression from that totally. area to being like I can have a quote like about a song somebody heard like three months ago on this album that came out today because like yeah we just yeah that's a really interesting yeah yeah and uh I, I don't know. appreciate that yeah and I you know I think I think something that I really liked about it too is just like all of the multimedia with it and also just like the engagement with his fans too like using social media as a way to not say, hey, I'm promoting this thing, but it's like, it doesn't need any promotion, you know, like every, because of like how much he clearly cares about what he's doing and the deep gratitude that he has for all the support and knowing he's the shit, you know, like, yeah, I also, I feel like, but it's not condescending. It doesn't ever feel condescending to me. It's just like, I'm always, it feels to me like he, he's constantly like, I have tons of anxieties about stuff, but I channel it all through this. And so this is the place I could find the most confidence in my life. That's like what it feels like to me almost. Yeah. And I also love the, the, I like idea. Um, and I don't know how much of this is, is 100% him or, or him and his collaborators, you know, um, his, Mm -hmm. his like production team or whatever. But like, I also love how it just sounds like so innocent in like yeah. uh in like a somebody went into the studio and just said now I want to have a song that sounds like you're at an amusement park you know yeah. or, or <laughs> hey you know that band death cab for cutie yeah i want to have a song that sounds like that you know or i know like, that's what blo- that's what trips me out because like i want to have i want to i want to be able to have the chance to interview him and be like how much emo do you listen to like i want to know what bands you like because i swear there's some songs out there i'm just like this sounds like late 90s emo but not some shit that would end up in the radio like some shit that i would have gotten from like my local record store that like they got 
20 copies and that's it or something. Like yeah. it's like some of the, some of the music in there. I'm just like, where are you drawing influence from? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And it, yeah, I really love how I, how I feel like, like, you know, he could have just went in with like, and, and I want to have a song that sounds like it's in outer space, you know, or yeah. and I want to have a song that's like this, you know, and, totally. uh, and, um, and just between, you know, him and, and the people he worked with, just, just like having the, uh, talent and the, uh, and the, the skills to pull it all off, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, which I think, which I think that in that case, like industry baby is like such a good title like it's such a good uh like well i know it's just a song but like i mm-hmm. feel like that kind of like encapsulates so much of it it's like yeah we're working within an industry but like it's not like we're working for the industry we're like we're also exploiting it so that we can make like an immaculate thing yeah quite literally i feel like that word immaculate like is part of his aesthetic yeah yeah um so yeah uh you know we we've been chatting for about an hour and I, and I really enjoyed, you know, chatting about music, but also pontificating about, you know, different things. Um, are there any records that you wanted to just like rapid fire? Like, yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 Totally. There's, I'm going to like, just look at this list and stop maybe a couple of spots, but I really, really like the new bad, bad, not good. And I think that's one of my favorite albums by them. Um, I think it's cool to hear them like, lean in deeper to their jazz the the more jazz elements um spirit of the beehive feel like never lets me down and keeps kind of like stepping it up almost um entertainment death i really loved um so i'm like one of my favorite musicians is grouper and it was just like life-saving for her to release another album Mm -hmm. shade and I loved that album so goddamn much because it felt like it's I felt like for a while she kind of lost like a lot of the really the the like um the noise ambience of like earlier material um and like that rawness of it I feel like hasn't been there in the last couple albums and this one it has like both of those elements combined and I'm just like so grateful for it um Helvetia released like a bunch of albums this year, but Essential Aliens is my favorite. Um, I also really love the new Mad Lib. Well, he's got a bunch, but Sound Ancestors, which was supposed to be more like a self-reflection album for him. I love that a lot. Um, also, I have to say like on that note that you dropped with like the Armed and, um, and Lil Nas X, like I kind of love the new Turnstile and I just like, I don't want to for some odd reason, (laughs) but I just do. And I think it's because like there is this, sometimes it feels forced to me. Like they're like, we're going to take the PMA thing and we're going to just like, just shove it down everyone's throats and pretend like that's all that we're about. But I also kind of believe them a little bit. Like there's so much of it in there. Like, I mean, there's, there's so many aspects of the album. I'm like, eh, okay. But there's some there's some parts where I'm just like there, it feels sincere, and I do, and I feel like what's most sincere is like we have all this clout now, and we're gonna try to see how far-reaching we can be, and like I appreciate it. Um, there's so many other friggin' albums that were just like so good. One that was interesting that I don't like that much, but I just wanted to point out. Do you remember? Did you ever know that band Starflyer '59 from the '90s? Yeah, yeah. They released an album this year. Did you know that? No. <laughs> It's so weird because it doesn't even sound like the same singer. 
And like, I have to spend more time with it. And I'm just bringing it up because like, for anyone that does know them, I'm, I'm just like, I'm so curious because like, like the music is sick. I don't know how I feel about the vocals, but I just am like, it's cool that they're doing it again. Yeah. Oh, and one other one that I think is really interesting. Were you ever into the Knotwist? Oh no, I don't know them. Okay, they're from Germany. It's it, it looks like No Twist, the okay. No Twist. I think it's like in German it would be like the Knotwist or something. But okay. um, they released an album called Vertigo Days, and they actually once upon a time were like a screamo, like a metallic hardcore band or something like that. And they like quickly turned into like this kind of more like underground indie rock kind of punk inspired sort of thing. Um, and then they like didn't make music for a while or they did. And it just was not I didn't really care for it at all. It never got me. And they released this album Vertigo Days that I just like love almost all. The, there's like a few songs that I just can skip. but The majority of it is really good. Um, I wasn't expecting that. And uh, and so that one was really really kind of hit i mentioned glitter earlier i really like that album yeah um and uh god there's so many other albums that came out that i'm just like i do want to say that uh one other one that i haven't been able to stop listening to is the newest vince staples album that one is amazing i think that's like his best work so far in my my humble ass opinion (laughs) (laughs) and there's so many other ones and and i think within our scene too like i'm sure other people bring it up but like you know like slow fire slow pistol fire like yeah, slow fire pistol yeah voto that album just like is amazing uh-huh. um is pretty rad uh-huh. uh karloff really really good yeah um, yeah the radura album the radura yes. album was really good totally yeah and the portrayal of guilt both albums i thought were pretty good yeah um, i was i was like what how like yeah. they really just put out two <laughs> albums this year. Okay. That both shred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I would say like, yeah, there's, there's so many others that I have, but I feel like I really came to like, um, like Grouper for me, just anything that she releases is great. Oh, another one that I feel like I wasn't expecting to be as good as it was, was low. Hey, what? Oh, okay. I didn't even know they released an album. Oh, it's good. Like, I, it's good in that, like, I don't know if you followed Neil Young that, you know, he's released like hundreds of albums or whatever, and it's just like hard to keep up. But like he got weirder and weirder, you know, he like, can, I think, continues to probably get weird. And I feel like that's what they're doing. But in the re- and it's in a, such a good way. Like this album is. Yeah, I'm curious to see what you would think of it. I, I really, really like it a lot. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. That's something that yeah. I always like think I'm doing, but then I just. Then people are just like, oh, this is a screamo record. And that was our final episode of 2021. Thanks so much, Adam, for taking the time to chat with me. If y'all made it through 2021 still feeling good about literally anything, then hats off to you. It was a rough one. And I hope that even though this pass of time really doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, that some magic happens at midnight tonight for everyone and your next year is just wonderful. Until next time, take care and do good things.